You are listening to the Content Academy podcast where we teach online businesses how to create raving fans with their content. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome along to episode 46 of the Content Academy podcast. My name is Paul Caffrey and today we're going to have Stacey Brookman from rightofyourlife.com on the show. Phil is not going to be joining us today. However, the show must go on. But before we get into what today's show is about, just a quick mention for our sponsor for this episode, which is Podcast Websites. So if you're looking to, to start a podcast and you, you realize, okay, well, I'm going to need a website to go along with that. I'm going to need hosting for my website. I need hosting for my podcast. I'm going to have to get a web designer in to design all of this. Well, this is where Podcast Websites comes in. Uh, for a low monthly fee, they effectively host your podcast. They host your website. And it gives you plenty of templates to customize and have a, a fully mobile optimized as well as web optimized or desktop optimized um, website itself. So if that's something that you're thinking of doing, go to content.academy forward slash podcast websites and get $10 off the service for the lifetime uh, or the duration that you use it. So the discount code is on that page, so the, just to, let me share that once more, content.academy forward slash podcast websites to get that lifetime discount code. So, on with the show. Stacy Brookman is joining, as I already mentioned, and she has she is really very, very interesting and out there. I mean, initially when you, you check out her website, she goes, you know, I was once married to a sociopath, but that was a long time ago. So straight away, you're like, well, there's personality here. We, we've got a live one. So Stacey really is focusing on trying to live in a world where people are free to share their stories. And crucially, those who listen actually gain from them. So it really is a value exchange. She believes it's better for people to write their stories down than maybe sometimes even confront these tough situations. So what Stacey does, she also runs a podcast where she interviews people who have shared their life story. Uh, and gets into into detail on that. So when it comes to her, I mean, her skill set is helping people, you know, either create a memoir or, or write their life story, getting underneath the hood, understand the psychology to help you actually get there and achieve that. And once you have that written, you can either keep it for yourself, which is something very, very personal that you need not share. Others will tend to turn that into a, into a marketing um, I suppose a marketing plan uh, and use it to connect with their audience a little bit more because at the end of the day people connect with people and in business if you've got a, a very you know powerful story which is memorable which can resonate and which can really you know be shared easily it can massively help your reach which is really if you look at Kim Luna you know 2014 really really struggling then 2015-16 she managed to retire her husband fantastic story uh, and again something which caught the imagination of many people on the internet now the story got people there having said that her great content and what she is doing is, is what keeps them so this is not the only thing you need to do but what this can really do if marketed correctly uh, can help you your business cast its net and as a blogger it can really just help you get your story out there so that maybe you can get people to at the very least pay you a, so, a small bit of attention and then it's up for your content to actually do the rest and shine. So without going into too much more detail, let me introduce Stacey Brookman. You are listening to the Content Academy podcast. Hey guys, and as I said, I have Stacey Brookman from rightofyourlife.com on the line. Stacey, how's it going? It's going very well. Thank you. 
Excellent. Well, thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Uh, I know we've been trying to organize it over the last week or so, and it's great that we've been able to, to get it uh, in the diary. Right. Um, how would you, before, I suppose before we get started, maybe tell our audience a little bit uh, about yourself and how you got started. Sure. Well, I, uh, a little bit about myself. <laughs> And now I'm getting stage fright. I don't know why. Um, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it, it's a hard question because it's like, but my life is it's quite long. I've done loads of things. It's yeah, like, where do I start? Exactly. Um, well, primarily what I do is I, I'm the, you know, kind of CEO of Right of Your Life, which is a podcast and course creation for people who have had trouble in their lives, trauma, um, just tough situations. And I help them understand how to get through those and pass those by writing about their lives. Excellent. And thanks very much for sharing that. And I just to emphasize that it is right of your life, W-R-I-T-E of your life.com. It's links will be in the show notes, but I know some people just tend to just jump right on in there and check out a website. So we'll, we'll do that now. Let them have the address there. Yes. Um, and, how long have how long you've have you been uh, working uh, in the online space? Well, I've been developing it for oh my goodness, it's been about two and a half years, and uh, it's been a long journey, a slow journey, as most uh, you know other entrepreneurs will know. It's it's little pieces at a time and baby steps. Yeah, that's it. Get those get those wins and then kind of move on. And I always find it so it's so easy to come up with an idea and it's nearly even easier to kind of research it and start working on it and to have this grandiose piece of work just just kind of sitting there. <laughs> um, how did you go from having your, let's say, the idea for the business? And I know it's something you're very passionate about from the conversations yes. you've had earlier on. And we'll, we'll dip into that as the podcast uh, runs through. But how did you go from that idea and that creativity stage to actually execute and having something out in the world? Well, I used to teach life story and memoir writing at the local community college. And the story of how I got there is really interesting, too. But, you know, I was teaching to, you know, 10 or 15 or maybe at the max 20 people. And I know that writing about your life is life changing. It can be and very healing. So I wanted to reach a, a wider audience. So I thought, well, why why don't I do more group you know, maybe group training at the library or something else. I wanted to reach a wider audience. And then I came across um, an, another online entrepreneur, Shalene Johnson, and I absolutely love what she does. And she said, put your expertise online so you can reach way more people. And I started on that journey, and I, I haven't looked back. I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, I, I do like that. And um <laughs> The internet, it's its one of these great things, turning the world into this glorious network, and it does help you connect with a lot of cool people out there. Exactly. There are some annoying people, but there's a lot of cool <laughs> people, and uh, they're the ones we want to be talking to. So, um, I mean, as we talk about, say, you know, your life story and, and storytelling in, in its, uh, its, I suppose, in its truest form, um, I suppose if we go back to maybe one of those classes, I mean, what are the first steps that you take? I mean, how, how does one actually, you know, tell their life story? Well, the first thing I tell people is you do not have to be a writer to benefit from writing your life story. You don't have to be a, a grammar queen. You don't have to do anything 
you don't even have to publish your life story, but just get started writing. So the first thing I have people do is take 15 minutes and write down 10 or 15 milestones that you've had in your life, just important points. You can start with I was born and go all the way through childhood into your adulthood to date. And what were the major things that happened? And that gives you the more you brainstorm that it gives you more ideas of, of, of where to start with your writing, because typically you know, when you're writing, you don't start with I was born or you don't start with the very beginning. You start with the most important thing that's happened to you to mm. date. And and it's important for a reason. You know, why was what was that reason? Then I take them through understanding how to write about that particular point in time. And I, I have them narrow it down to one day or even one moment in time and then write about that and expand that in different ways. Um, and then it, that gives them direction. You don't have to even know the topic of your um, memoir or life story. I mean, you can, it, there's a lot of different ways you can take that. Um, but that's the very first thing is to find, find your milestones. And the more milestones you have, the, the more ideas you'll have later on when you're writing your scenes. I really like that. Find your milestones. Um, actually reminds me a little bit of a film that I remember watching a, a number of years ago about St. Swithin's Day called One Day, where the film just focused on one day mm-hmm. in the life uh, of a young couple and showed them in college progressing all the way through. Um, but I suppose with that then, if you are looking at, the, I suppose, the, the milestones, so there's the obvious milestones, so maybe it could be, you know, college, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, um, jobs, trips, stuff like that. Um, I mean, starting out, is that the high level stuff you're happy to, you're happy for the guys to come up with? Or is there anything that may be a little bit left of center that you might not think of that is, is maybe obvious that we should be looking at? Well, those are the, those are the main things that people think about. But when you have to start writing more than those two or three, I got married or I got divorced or I went to college, then you start thinking, okay, what is the next milestone in my life? And you start thinking of those other things. So that's part of part of free writing. It helps you um, get some of that junk out. You're probably not going to write about how you were born or, you know, probably hmm. not write about, yeah. you know, how, that you went to college. But what particular point in that college journey was significant to you? Was there a turning point? So the more you have to write and you don't write a paragraph or anything, just write exactly what that moment in time was and we'll we dig into it later on and and kind of plumb that little story for more information and you know then we take them on another journey of okay think back through your life what were some of the conflicts in your life so what was it um money versus spirituality or family versus a career or think through some of those type of things and and see if you can come up with a list of seven to ten of those because we all have conflicts in our lives and it what it's doing is it's getting you to think deeper and deeper and that's what most people do not spend the time doing they don't they just go through their life gloss over everything and try to get to the next day, right? Or the next week or the next yeah. milestone. And and this is getting you to reflect back on what was my life like? What what were some of those conflicts? And um and and those make great stories, especially since you've gone through them, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can you can dig in. You've got the detail there, which you know, with with true, uh, true story is is always a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I often think detail can be very very important and compelling when subtly delivered. When when I suppose reading and consuming stories that kind of resonates a lot with me. Um, so let's say I mean as regards you know writing your life story or maybe even um, writing maybe a blog about a journey that you're on at, at the moment. Um, I suppose at the crux of it, you, you have to write, you have to sit down, you have to get pen on paper or, you know, start, you know, tapping away on, on the keyboard. Yes. Um, I imagine that's quite difficult for some people to get into that habit, no? It is, it is. Um, but we recommend something called morning pages. Not everybody recommends it, but, you know, the more you mm. get into that habit, the easier it's going to be. And to just wake up every morning, like maybe 15 minutes early and I actually type because I type my brain, you know, I type way faster than I write and my brain's mm-hmm. going 100 miles an hour. So I type, but you can also hand write it long, longhand. Um, just write what comes to your brain. And it could be, you know, I had a dream last night. It could be I can't wait to eat my eggs this morning and bacon. <laughs> um, it, it could be just junk, which is okay because you've got to get that junk out of your brain. And eventually, the longer you write, the more those golden nuggets of, of reality really come forth. Um, your brain cannot put out junk too long before it starts saying, okay, here's what's really bothering me or here's what's what really is on my mind. And you have to kind of trick your mind by writing all, all, out all that junk. And what you do is you start typing and or writing and do not lift your pen from the paper. Continue writing for five minutes, 10 minutes, or even 15 minutes if you can. And the mm. more you do that, you can even write, I don't know what to write about, but if you just keep that pen going or those that keyboard going and ultimately those golden nuggets come out yeah i really like that stacy and um that's something which i i guess i've started doing um over the last few years and i've really found it very beneficial um where i'll put aside half an hour a day just a half hour not a huge amount of time although you'd be surprised what you can get done mm-hmm. uh, and i will just write you know and, and that's essentially what what i will do um, now, I suppose my focus is more around either content articles or technology articles, or sometimes it could be fitness or whatever comes into the, in, in, into my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did find that at the start of doing that, I suppose coming towards the end of 2013, um, it was a struggle. I was sitting there, I was just staring at the computer. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot coming out, and. And and now it it's just if I don't kind of spend you know, kind of half an hour doing a bit of writing a day, I kind of feel a bit guilty. I kind of feel oh there you, you know, go. I haven't it my this day. It <laughs> certainly does, you know. Um, and then the beauty is when when it actually comes, um, I suppose for me creating my content, um, I've just got reams and reams of stuff written of ideas there, and a lot of them are fleshed out in a decent amount of detail. So all of a sudden, I've got a huge amount of content to actually start editing and start. Um, shaping and i suppose the net result is the ideas are better thought through um there's a longer editing process so the content is, is better going out there so exactly. um i really like that and i well, suppose when, you, when you're saying morning pages stacy you're, you're just kind of saying just get up and write in the morning that's not a program or anything yeah no not a program just get up and write Perfect. i mean it may be a lunch you know maybe you do it over lunch and you take a break over mm. lunch or or whenever it's best for you maybe before you go yeah. to bed but when you wake up and that's the first thing you do then you know it nothing else is going to get in the way of that 
And you you mentioned um, just sitting there staring at the screen, and that's the beauty of free write is you do not stop. Don't just sit and stare. If you you know if you don't know what to write, then write that. Just write your name or your address or your something. Just as long as you you keep writing, and that's the thing. A lot of people when they they go they see their whole life and they're like, this is way too much. I've had way too much happen. I don't know where to start. And if you just start with those milestones and take each one of those and start writing, you can even write about the same milestone for five days in a row. And you might do it from a different perspective, but just keep writing. And then your brain will release that. It'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is what really happened or this is how I feel about it. And, um, that's really important. Speaking of feelings, w- writing about your life stories, writing how you felt about those milestones or what happened to you in different situations um, actually boosts your immune system. Did you know that? I did not, but I'd yeah. like to find out more. There's been lots yeah, of so. lots of studies done. Um, if you write, you know, not just the details of what happened, although that's really important, but you write, hey, here's how I felt about that. A lot of us, again, don't take the time to reflect on that. But um, if you do, it can actually boost your it boost your immune system. It yeah, relieves stress. It, and there's so many good things about writing about your life, even if you don't publish it. Yes, I suppose I, was, I mean that kind of uh, leads on to um, kind of neck of, of a lot a whole whole list of questions was popping into my mind. Um, but I suppose the first thing is. Um, people are maybe just writing it to, to maybe feel better, so maybe it's something that, that's not going to be published. But then for others, they're, they're possibly going to want to actually get some of these stories or these anecdotes or these maybe passages of their life mm-hmm. out there. Um, so, I mean, what makes a good story, Stacy? Oh, well, there's always the um, the crux of the story. So when I, when I said write your milestones, they're milestones for a reason. And the, the conflicts that you've had in your life, they're conflicts for a reason. So, you know, what you normally do is take something that's happened to you and find that one particular moment that represents that conflict or that, um, that moment in your life and, and write about that. And then, you can write what happened before, what what brought that along to get to that point in time. As human beings, we really tend to pull the wool over our own eyes. And, and I don't know if you've ever felt this before. I've done this before, too, where I'm like, I cannot believe I'm in the same situation. I told myself I wasn't going to do that again. And we do yeah. that because we don't reflect on what we've done. So yeah, when, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, go on. So, so that's what happens when you write. You reflect back, okay, this is the moment in time. This is how I felt. This is what happened. And then you can go back and say, only then, here's how I got into that situation. And that makes a great story. I really like that, yeah. Um, and I, I probably I probably adopt this a little bit differently. So I would I would do journaling. Mm-hmm. So it would be just kind of you know how That's I'm great. feeling, kind of what I'm up to today. You know, now there's there's no objective. What I kind of look at is maybe once a quarter I'll go back and I'll, I'll have a look um, at at these and I kind of see trends. And what I, I was very inter- it's very interesting to see that I did notice that there were these kind of highs where I was really productive, having a great time, getting loads of stuff done. And then there were these I'm not going to call them lows, but maybe they were lulls where I was kind of noting that you know. 
energies were low energy was low you know there wasn't a whole lot happening a lot of things were, were kind of stuttering and not progressing right um and i mean off that then i was able to kind of pick out trends oh well okay well okay we kind of start partying here stop going to the gym and kind of you know working too many hours and you're, you're kind of not burnt out but you're kind of you're wearing yourself down a little bit so able to kind of recognize and kind of change patterns so that's great um, and you know the good the great thing about that too is when you start to recognize that then you can help somebody who is just like a few minutes on the same journey a few minutes behind you and that's another benefit of writing your life stories is that as you come along and you learn some of those things those lessons that you you know you you actually learn and then you reflect on them and you incorporate those into your life you can also reach back and help someone who is on that same journey that that's just about to go what you went through and that's incredibly mm. beneficial oh absolutely and i mean that kind of i kind of also goes to show how, how things work online and you know even actually you know it reminds me of a story when um my younger brother was in school and his uh, his maths teacher was either not in school, was maybe absent for a long period of time or was not very good. I can't remember what it was. Mm. Uh, and then my father was like, OK, well, look, I'm going to teach you maths. Uh, and we're kind of going like this. OK, my dad, he's a pretty smart guy, so it wasn't too surprising. Um, but then I was just looking at it. And he, he was running through whatever it was. It could have been calculus or something like this. But it was fair. I remember thinking that's, that's fairly difficult maths right there. Um, and then he just goes, you know, look, I'm, I'm just staying a chapter ahead. All I've got to do is read the next chapter and kind <laughs> right. of get that back again and then I'm ready to continue on and I was like okay that's interesting and so much stuff even online actually a lot of it is maybe I'm just maybe a chapter or two ahead of you but I'm still able to really help you and give you that's what you're doing right here exactly isn't that wonderful yes Mm, it really is I suppose it's a nice way of kind of paying things forward and we all we all like convenience um now I suppose what what's going to happen is if we look at you know live stories and you know I suppose I don't really care who you are I imagine um, there, to various degrees, there's some people who maybe have, you know, bad stories and maybe depressing stories or dark stories. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any way coping mechanism or any 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 way you recommend people kind of deal with that rather than you know maybe look back and kind of get into a bad place again? Yeah, you know what, uh, some of the studies that have been that have been done around this are, you know, when you go back and reflect and you, you know, you go through traumatic events it actually is stored in a different part of your brain than traditional memory. So those traumatic events harm you again and again and again. And like it could be a trigger, like a different a smell or just um, a name mm. or a look. And when you write about it, you might feel bad initially, you know, bad because you're, refl- you're reflecting on it. But they've sh- it's been shown that three to six months afterwards, you are a much better person because it takes those it takes the power away from those traumatic memories and it puts them in their place. It's just a memory. It's done. It's over with. And you can reflect on it and look at it that way. I'm sorry for what happened or I'm sorry that that's um, that I had to go through that. But I'm a much better person now. And and you just it it just puts it in the right place where it is just a memory and it no longer has a power over you. Mm, I really, that's really interesting. Yeah. It's kind of, um, the, it's just a memory. I've just kind of mm. jotted that down. And I'm kind of there going, that's, that's really, really nice. You know, um, as I, I suppose if we maybe move on a little bit, um, 
you launched uh, your podcast. Um, you've got a, a colossal amount of people listening to it, so congratulations uh, on that. Yes. Um, how did you find that transition to go from kind of maybe teaching 20 people, 30 people in, in, a, in a classroom environment to actually uh, running and hosting your own podcast? Well, I have to tell you, doing the podcast is the most fun thing I do all week. I really enjoy interviewing people. It's so fun. I make new friends all over the world, like you, and it's just um, amazing. And what I've been able to do is I, I love taking my listeners on a journey. So they come onto the podcast because they love a great story, right? There's people who have been through all kinds of things. We have, we've had the prison professor who um, went into prison and ultimately wanted to become a great citizen again, and he educated himself and wrote books. And I, I, we've had all different kinds of folks on the podcast. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking my listeners on a journey, the people who come for a really interesting story, and I'm planting little seeds with them that they, hey, maybe I could be able to write my life story or maybe pieces of it. And maybe I'll benefit from it. Um, I had one guy, uh, a podcast that just came, a uh, guest that just came on my podcast, and he raised his sons, and he wrote about the journey of raising his sons. So maybe men might reflect on that and, you know, relate to that. Then yeah. I had another lady that was called, her name, she was dubbed the Mojo Coach. And so some <laughs> women might, ref, you know, relate to that. So um, I have interview people all across the board and so hoping to get more people interested in the stories and then I can share with them how they can maybe start just taking baby steps to write about their life or download one of my free items that they you know five myths about life story writing or just get them interested in it to dig it in a little bit more for themselves. I like that, yeah. And, and look, that's what it comes down to. And, it, it, you know, if you help one person write their life story or if you help 10,000, you know, whatever it is, you're ultimately mm -hmm. you're going to help people. And um, and that's a beautiful thing. And then obviously you'll, you'll benefit from that the more people that you do help, which would be really nice. But how do you go about finding guests who are willing to share their life story on a podcast? <laughs> is that kind of a fairly personal thing to ask or how does that work? You know, it it, it was a little awkward for me at first. And I and like, hey. I was like, oh, do me a favor. Can you do me a favor and come on my podcast? And, you know, I was trading favors with people and, hey, do you know so-and-so that you can? And um, But ultimately, I people come to me now and ask to be on my I have a line of – I have months and months of folks who want to be on my podcast now. And so just I, my advice would be to just get started because it's so fun. Yes, the first ones are going to be awkward. Yes, you're not going to be the best yeah. interviewer ever, um, but you learn as you go. And so the first podcast guests on my podcast were other fellow podcasters. So I'm in the Podcasters Paradise group. And I also joined, I mean, you just Google podcast Facebook groups, and you will find a ton of them. And so we all are working together to help grow our audiences and get better at the craft. And they're, they make great um, podcast guests, and then they know people. At the end of every um, interview, I ask if they know someone who would make a great podcast guest. 
And then the other way, and I'll tell you this, this is really fun and interesting. I had someone do a 50 cups of coffee uh, pod, uh, thing with me. I don't know if you've heard of 50 cups of coffee initiative. No, I haven't actually. Okay. No, um, I'm interested. Yeah. Though. So he, he said, um, you know, there, there's a blog about it. If you just Google 50 cups of coffee, you'll find it. But this one person went around the world, and in every city she stopped at, she um, in, invited one stranger for a cup of coffee, 15 minutes, and paid for it, and got to know lots of people. Well, so this podcaster friend of mine started doing the same thing. He said, I am offering, I would love to have a 15-minute virtual coffee with you and he set up all these appointments and he connected with hundreds of people and once you get to know that you that person is only 15 minutes doesn't take much time out of the day but you get to know lots of people so he put that out there on one of the facebook groups and lots of people took him up on it and um, became good friends with him that's really nice although i bet he was bouncing off the walls with all the caffeine must have been decaf in there somewhere <laughs> must have been that's, uh, but it's a no, great that's, way that's to good. network because then uh, then at the end of each coffee with people that, you know, probably are strangers, you ask, hey, who else do you know that would make a good cup of coffee? So it's somebody that I don't know that you would know so that you're building your network at the same time. Yeah, it's a great tip as well. And, we, we you know, we, um, we're speaking to a, another girl, Andrea Stenberg. She was on one of our earlier podcasts. And um, she was recommending reaching out to people for a virtual cup of coffee as well. Just oh, kind great. of one-on-one. -on -one, just oh, yeah. get to have a chat, you know, um, with no agenda. Just, you know, you know, true networking is you're having an, an open and honest conversation. Right. Something comes of a great, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. You're just getting exactly. to know somebody and have that chat. It's which is, not about it's kind you. Of like, it's you about know, them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you never know who they might know or who, you know, could be connected to them eventually as well. So, yep. like, we've all been through those bad networking situations. Hi, oh, yeah. how are you? What, what do you do or what company with oh okay and realize quickly you're not going to be able, you're not going to be a customer of theirs and they're gone it's like right. oh, here's a card guy it's right. an awful awful situation mm -hmm. so um doing I, I like that because the if you're having a cup of coffee and a, and a good conversation with somebody it can just be really interesting yeah. and enjoyable so uh, at the very least you'll have a, an entertaining kind of 15 20 minutes exactly so, and the other uh, thing is a lot of people don't keep track they just have that coffee and it was great or or you know i learned a lot or i didn't or you know just met somebody but keep track of those so if you need you know someone maybe someone has a a certain skill that they mention or something that they really do fun like me if if you know, you know somebody who um, likes life story writing, then you could connect me with them, or I could connect you with somebody if you know based on your skills. So make sure and write those things down, so because you're not going to remember. And that's a re I mean, that's a really network. great tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a really great tip, and um, actually reminds me of, of the uh, the former leader of Ireland. You know, a guy who's you know he divides opinion much. His name is Bertie Ahern, but he used to go around to, to get his votes. Uh, and he, he might not knock on the door for maybe four or five years because of the election cycle. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was always able to knock on the door and actually be like, how are you, Mrs. So-and-so? How's it going? And yeah, that wall that you wanted was built down the road. Or, it was very, really specific. And, and of course, right. you know, when he kind of finished up, he kind of, they, they went, you know, how did you get, like, your constituency to love you so much? Because there was a lot of, even when the media was against them, you know, the local people were always up for him and uh, a fan of him. Um, and it comes down to um, the fact that he would go around and he would have, you know, 
he would take notes on every single constituent uh, and everything that was important to them and he would follow up mm -hmm. it might have been something really simple you know could whatever it was uh, and even if it was four years later he'd be able to know if somebody had actually left and was living somewhere else or whatever they were doing or or connecting with somebody so oh, wow. i mean that's a really extreme version but um i mean you never know i mean even for example we had, we had a girl vicky ghoul on, on the podcast um a couple of months ago you know really nice really fun show uh, and i suppose as you said she's she's reached out recently you know she's got someone who um she thinks makes sense for for myself and phil to get in touch with and possibly work with so uh, and again it's i suppose reciprocating that as well right. not being afraid to actually for you to connect other people uh, and without even you know planning to get anything in return you right, know that, exactly. that's something which that's the challenge uh, and i suppose that's kind of something that you should maybe challenge yourself to do over the next kind of week or two um if you can actually help make help other people make a connection that maybe won't benefit you right. benefit you too much um, and you don't it's, you it's don't have to, do. you don't have to even start with strangers you know just you know out of the blue you can start with friends and ask them to introduce you to somebody or you know ask them who your next cup of coffee would be that's how i started you just start with five friends and then you, you their friends you ultimately can connect with absolutely i really like that and um i i mean you did mention that you were working on something um and called the seven day jump start yes. so um please tell me a little bit more about this i love it so uh, this is getting people into life story writing just a baby step so rather than having a whole huge my whole huge course which is also going online eventually but I started, okay, what if someone wrote about their lives for seven days? That's it, just seven days. So I've created a, a seven-day life story jump start. And I'm going to, it's, it's going to be at lifestory101.com. Or you can also get it at writeupyourlife.com. But yeah, it's, it's just kind of an entry level to see if you like it. You can dip your toe in the water, and that's where we take you through what is your life theme. One of the things I, I didn't tell you was when I went through some of these exercises, finding my milestones and what were the conflicts and what were the highs and lows and in my life and started writing about it, I realized I my life theme was not raising my hand, and I didn't do that from – you know, childhood all the way into early adulthood and middle adulthood. And because I looked back and I was able to recognize that, I was able to change my life theme. And lots of people can do that. So we take people in this just one, seven days, uh, life story jumpstart from identifying their life theme, identifying their milestones, making their first stories, creating their first stories around that and discovering what they can do with their life story. You don't have to start with the whole bibliography or, or uh, autobiography or memoir. You can just start with seven days. And that's that's what I'm hoping to help people do. Excellent. So, look, we'll have links to that in the show notes. But maybe digging down into that a little bit further, is is that kind of like um, a series of, of emails which are sent out or is it kind of yes. blogs? Or what's the, what's the format? It's on a, a course website. And but I'll, it will also have emails coming through with the link to the back to that day's lesson. So it's a video course with oh, a downloadable um, every day, a downloadable um, homework a worksheet. Yeah, worksheet. Yeah. Yeah. So and then that's just the start. I have also the seven day life uh, family history jumpstart because a lot of people have want to pass down that wisdom to their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids or there's been family history 
you know, back in the Middle Ages that they that they want to pass down that they know. So family historians and genealogists also um, might like that. So it's a family history um, uh, seven day jump start. Yeah, so it's kind of get get that going mm-hmm. as well. Right. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose with the history type of stuff, it's really interesting. You only go back maybe a couple of generations, and all of a sudden the stories get very, very interesting. Right. Um, oh, that's really, really cool. Um, now, I suppose I know we're kind of coming towards the, the end of the show, and look, thanks for being so generous with your time, Stacey. Sure. Um, I do just have one more question, and it is more a question that my colleague Phil, who normally uh, does attend the shows, he's, he's on holidays at the moment, uh, asks, uh, and it is, it's simply this, if there was one thing you could tell yourself um, that you wish you knew before you got started uh, with your online business, well, what would it be? <laughs> um, how, how much longer do you have? <laughs> there are a million things I would tell myself, but here's the here's the biggest lesson that I've learned it's okay if it doesn't go well and you don't do it all at once I had this vision of creating these big things and putting it out into the world and making lots of money but also helping people and doing all this thing it goes a lot slower than you think and that's okay it's all right if you're not if someone who started at the same time as you already has their course up and running or already has their podcast up and running it's okay you need to do it on your own time and so you know there's nothing to forgive i was just saying forgive yourself but there's nothing to forgive just take it in your own time and do it um do it well and i think that is a really really nice piece of advice uh, and perhaps um something people are, are guilty of beating themselves up over so i have to tell uh, myself that every week i really do yeah no it's it's nice you know and it makes sense you know you know i suppose the main thing is stay consistent you know you stay consistent keep you'll moving get forward those keep baby steps yep yeah, I really like it. And uh, Stacy, if uh, our listeners want to reach out to you, um, you know, how can they reach you and where can they contact you? Sure, they can contact me at Stacy at rightofyourlife.com, and that's S-T-A-C-Y. Or you can go to rightofyourlife.com, and there's a contact form there. It's W-R-I-T-E of your life.com. And there will also be links to free some free downloads, like Five Myths of Life Story Writing, some other ones. Um, that are really interesting and um, ways to connect with me there. Brilliant. Well, look, Stacey, we'll make sure to have all of that captured in the show notes. Um, And thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks, Paul. I really appreciate it. Thanks for what you do. You are listening to the Content Academy Podcast. And that was Stacey Brookman from rideofyourlife.com and I found it a thoroughly interesting episode, maybe a little bit different to what we generally tend to talk about. At some points it did get a little bit serious. However, the connection between being able to write your story down and then use that as a tool to help share your business story and, and expand your reach as a blogger is something that we can't really emphasize enough we spoke a lot about um we spoke a little bit about kimra luna and her story at the start and really she you know she spotted that you know she had built a decent online business you know it wasn't a media hadn't hit its meteoric rise that it has hit today um and then she decided well you know what i'm going to i'm going to market my story so most people 
it was the story that they heard. She went on many, many podcasts. She opened up with the first few lines of her blogging story, which is how she went from nothing to being able to, you know, pay for her family, look after them, and eventually retire her husband. And then that was even picked up by a lot of the large uh, online publications like the Huffington Post, Entrepreneur.com, and so many more. So when it comes down to it, if you are a blogger, that can be something which can really resonate and can really help you build a tribe or a following or at least get people interested. What have you done before? What have you got experience in? Some people, you know, maybe you've, you've got experience in some of the more uh, exciting niches, like maybe it's modeling, maybe it's acting, or, you know, maybe you, you play, you were a professional athlete or you were close to doing that. For others, it could simply be the fact that you know, you've worked in an industry, you've got experience. So, for example, you know, maybe you've worked in, in you know, some high profile marketing roles. Maybe you've worked in technology. Not always, it doesn't even need to always be perhaps the most senior position. But at the same time, what have you got a story? How can you craft that together? And that's really what, what Stacey was, was challenging us to do, was to write down all of the different elements of our lives that we've experienced so far and look to craft it into a story. So we're not talking about just a detailed kind of CV of this is what I've done. We're talking about how can we join the dots, make it relevant and make it memorable. So if you would like to find out more and certainly check out some of the, the courses and all of the other great stuff that Stacy is doing, the website is rightofyourlife.com. If you would like to find out, I suppose, more about the show notes, and we, we captured a lot of information within them, you can get them at content.academy forward slash episode 46 and we will be back in a couple of days time with a great interview with Josh McKenna so myself and Phil were both looking forward to, to releasing that because Josh was a great guy and he really explains what it takes for you to actually number one make sure that your online business is, is actually you know a good business and can grow and number two how do you get into a startup hub how do you get funding for your business and he goes into a lot of detail on that so that will be the next episode which will be episode 47 of the, the content academy podcast until then be safe and i'll talk to you all soon